guys, and welcome back to another episode of Self Therapy. This is your host, Daniel Dunn. And today we're going to be talking about something that um, I know personally that I've been going through. I don't know about anybody else, but it's called healing. And that's the topic for today's um, discussion. I say discussion, but it's just me talking to myself. But anyways, um, there's not a lot that's been happening this past week. I did start my job at Starbucks, so that's new, fun, fresh, and exciting. Um, don't know what that particularly entails for me, but I think this is my job until I at least go to college. I might just go work at a Starbucks in Atlanta when I go to college, but or I might continue working at this one. Who knows? But I do intend on staying here for a while just because, you know, the pay is good and, you know, I feel like barista comes naturally, naturally to me. So that's, that's how that's going to work. Other than that, um, we started our new semester the other week. Um, I do not get literally anything in free calculus, but everything else is pretty good. But to jump straight off with that and straight into the topic, let's start off. I feel like let's just start off with the overall. So I said for number one, please just start with the long process that it takes to heal. Because I feel like, well, the process is different for everybody. Like the stuff you do in the process, how long the process is for you. It differs from person to person, you know, because we're not all healing from the same exact thing. So, yeah, with that being said, we're not all healing from the same exact thing. So the process is going to sometimes it does take a lot, lot longer. When I say longer, I mean, the process would take it shouldn't be a thing where it's like you do it and then you're done type of thing. It should be more of a journey, more of a more of a awakening for you. So in order for you to do that, it is going to take a little bit longer than your usual typical like this life discovery and things of that sort. With that being said, though. I would say I would feel like you also don't want to bring somebody down that's taking them a bit longer in their life because you don't know what they're going through and you don't know how long it's taken them to get to the point of where they can even begin the process of healing. Or you don't want to necessarily just think that you're going to start it and finish it and it's done and the process is done. Because I feel as though the process is never ending, really. Like, once you commit to that and say that you really do want to start being a better person, there's no real backing down. There's no, once you started, there's not really an end. Like, you're healing until the day you die. Because as humans, we make mistakes and we're constantly always making mistakes and stuff that we're wishing we could have done wrong and stuff that we regret in our life. And then when we encounter those experiences, we usually tend to reflect, which is a part of healing, and being like, oh, yeah, well, I could have done this this differently, or I could have done this differently. And just recognizing your actions and your thoughts and your beliefs and things of that matter. So you're always constantly healing. It's like, and then I feel like the process, the long process, it has the thing to do with quality over quantity. Because it's like, you want that time in order, like, the more time I feel like you're going to have, which is, it's a bit confusing, the whole quality versus quantity thing, but you're going to want to have more of a quality effect of this thing that you're doing with your life, this thing that you're carrying on with your life, 
but you're also not going to want it to seem like more of a I'm doing this because I have to or I'm doing this because I feel as though this is what everybody else is doing. I feel like it's your own decision that you have to make and if you're not doing it genuinely that you're doing it wrong. And then that's where the whole entire quantity thing comes about because it's like also you can um there's like bare minimal healing per se i don't i don't really i don't there's bare minimum healing where quality is not very much taken into effect and the people who are healing are just trying to do it to say that they're a part of the current movement that's going on or to say that that's what their therapist told them to do and they're going to try it but they're not wholeheartedly putting they're all into it and if you don't put your all into healing then you're not going to get anything back in return and i can be the first person to tell you that from personal experience that if you don't put any effort into it you're not going to get anything out and you're just doing all of that extra extra for absolutely nothing and you're not evolving as a person you're not moving on and you're not developing characteristically wise or personality wise or anything of that matter so it's very important to choose quality over quantity. And also I feel like even in your life quality over quantity, like let's say you heal by give, um, giving yourself gifts and stuff of that matter. You want to like per se, you would usually go to the store and buy stuff that's off brand like Walmart brand, which there's nothing wrong with that. I do all the time, go you. But you're like, hmm, I want to, like, treat myself, so I'm going to get the stuff that's on brand now just to show myself that I want to take care of myself and I want that improved quality and stuff of that matter. So then you go, and you're not able to buy as much as you did. Like, let's say it's snacks, and for instance, you want to buy the on-brand goldfish instead of the off-brand Walmart brand goldfish then you would typically buy the on-brand the on goldfish. And yes, you may not be able to get the five-pound box like you did from the Walmart brand because it's significantly cheaper, but the taste is going to be better and you're going to have, I don't know why I'm relating all this to food, but you're going to have like more of a quality time, I guess, something. Like, you're, like the taste is going to be better. You're going to be treating yourself better. You're going to be like, hmm, I like this a lot more. So I'm going like, to start getting it, you know? So it's like quality over quantity. I don't, I don't really know how to correlate. I don't know where that example came from, but I guess it's like a, a terrible example. I mean, it's not the worst, but that's, the, that's what came off the top of my head, so. Quality, and then I also say that to say, people are always saying like YOLO and stuff like that, but yes, it is YOLO, like it's 100% YOLO, but it's YOLO to an extent. If you don't know what YOLO means, YOLO is just a abbreviation for you only live once. And I totally agree with that. I totally, like, I understand where people are coming from when they say that. And their actions, I sometimes agree with and sometimes I do not agree with. Just for the fact of they're harming themselves now on the sheer fact that they're not going to be alive in however so many years. And yes, it's YOLO, but it's YOLO to an extent. It's like you only live once, so make that risk do that thing that you've always wanted to do um you know buy that thing that you think that you can't afford but you actually can but it's like yolo 
but don't overboard it. Because some people will be like YOLO and then they'll commit crimes that they have to go spend in jail for 10 years or will be like YOLO and then ruin their whole entire body's supply for, um, supply, like blood supply or like ruin their whole entire life by getting addicted to drugs or something like that and be like YOLO. Like that's not a good example of YOLO. A good example of YOLO would be, like I said, where you're just, you go out and spend a bit more money than you have, knowing that you're eventually going to make it back. But you're like, I'm not, I'm never going to get to have this experience, this exact experience ever again. So I want to experience it in the moment because I'm not going to, I'm not going to have another life. I'm not going to get to do this again, you know? So you do that and you spend a bit more money than you have. That would be a good, a good example of YOLO. And I say this under the healing topic, just for the simple fact of, and I say all that to say this because you don't want to live and then you do stuff that you that you regret, but you can't necessarily take it back. Like murder, for instance, you can't you can't take back taking somebody else's life per se. Like you're going to go spend jail time. You're gonna think about your you're gonna think about and reflect on your actions, but you can't necessarily bring that person back. And I'm not saying that you're gonna regret the decision that you made because a lot of people don't regret the decision that they made simply, but. Also, I'm really sorry if it sounded like there was, like, water on my speaker or something. Um, it was because I was using my AirPods as a microphone, and I didn't even realize that. And now I think I have water in there or something. But anyways, it's back to the regular audio recording before that disrespectfully happened. YOLO and life-threatening decisions or life-ending decisions or life-depleting situations are totally different from each other and you should not be influenced by YOLO based on the fact that you only live once and you could die tomorrow because then there's also the 50, the other 50% chance that you don't have to die tomorrow, you know? So it's always thinking about you having some sort of future. You know, I know you don't want kids now or I know you don't want a nine to five now, but you have to think about your development as a person and what you may want in the future. And if what you're doing now is going to ruin what you do later. I'm also seeing a lot on TikTok about like how people are just not coming to the realization that what you do now as a teen like kind of affects what you do for the rest of your life the, from the high school grades that you get to the stuff you post on social media to just anything like that. It all does have a huge effect on your future and what you do in the rest of your life. So... Also going through this process, you want to be making sure that you're finding the most important thing, which is finding self-love. Now, this topic is difficult for some. It's difficult for other people to find self-love just because of the simple fact that some people have literally had like family members, friends, acquaintances, just stuff like that, of people who have been like drilling this information that they're not pretty or they're not skinny or they're not like physically appealing for whatever reason or even like they talk weird and stuff like that so just all this stuff that they've had like drilled into their heads since they were probably like infants and stuff like that 
it's just it can be a bit harder for some people to find self-love versus the people who come from happy households who are uplifted when they do good stuff and simple things like that and i feel like in order to find self-love the basis of it anyways is you have to kind of reside in yourself and not depend on other people and when i say that i i say that to say so you can't necessarily depend on other people's compliments and stuff like that in order to bring yourself up. You kind of have to rely on your own self-awareness and self, um, self-image self in order to bring yourself up. And I'm not saying to go develop a huge, gigantic ego. And I'm not telling you to think that you're the prettiest person in the world. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you also don't want to bring yourself down every day when you look in the mirror or you don't want to let other people's comments about you bring you down or make you think that you're any lesser than anybody else, you know. So finding self-love is such an important thing because in the long run, in, in the long run and in the short run, which, like I said earlier, takes some people a bit longer. So some people might not get to experience the the feeling in the short run, you know, but... In the long run, it definitely does help anywhere from, like, confidence. Because interviewers, I know, like, some are looking for job applicants that are confident in what they do or what they're about to hire them for. Or, you know, friends. I know me personally, I like to be friends with people that are, like, a bit more confident. They're not always bringing themselves down. Like, it's okay sometimes. I can totally understand. Like, sometimes I even, like, call myself, like, not the best looking on, like, a worst day or something like that. But... I'm I'm not necessarily looking for people that, like, constantly bring themselves down and always, like, seeking for reassurance, you know? Because it's, like, it's, I'll, like, I'll give reassurance every now and again, but I'm not looking for someone who's constantly, like, seeking it and seeking, like, validation and approval. I feel like that just constantly brings me down even because it's, like, well, now I'm telling you all this, but, like, are you listening? And then you ask me the same thing over and over again, and it's, like, okay, But finding self-love and then tips to do so, because I'm like telling you all this without giving you any tips. So self-love, I feel like how I achieved it personally was I had to like do a social media cleanse, which I have another, I have an episode about that coming out. Don't know when, but it's coming out. Um, So basically achieving self-love was harder for me personally because I had to delete my social medias. I had to step back. And when I did this, it was during quarantine. So it was it was just recently. And I'm not saying that we're out of quarantine, but it was in the beginning of quarantine, like March through December of 2020 time quarantine. I kind of had to step back and I had to kind of do a reevaluation of what exactly am I bringing myself down for and saying that I'm ugly or saying that I'm dumb or saying that I don't, fit to the rest of the societal standards and I started to look and I'm like well you're you're not it's I'm not and I started to look and I was like you're not necessarily ugly but I was comparing myself to people who are constantly in relationships and I'm like okay well I don't have the same facial features as them so obviously so I don't have a relationship because they have a relationship so on and so forth and I'm like okay well first of all High school is small, babe. There's, I'm like, less, there's less than 2,000 people living in my high school, and there's, like, billions of people out there in the world. So not everybody can think the same. And I also live in the South, so that's pretty self-explanatory. But 
finding that love, it took me some time. It took me some reflection, but I was able to get there. And then also another thing is like affirmations in the mirror. I know especially helped me. I would like, and also taking selfies. And I know I was just telling y'all, like, I don't even know when I told y'all, but I was like, get out of the mirror so much, but taking like selfies and stuff like that and getting in the mirror. But I feel like this is once you get to a stage of being mentally ready enough to be in the mirror constantly and I feel like that comes after the fact of getting out of the limelight, getting out of the mirror, getting out of the selfies, and, like, taking a moment to step back and do some reflection. But the affirmations work so well. I know for at least me personally, where I would, like, literally just, like, get in the mirror. It could be, like, 30 seconds a day or whatever before I got in the shower or while I was washing my hands or something. I would just be like, yeah, like, you you ate that. Like, you, you look good today and stuff like that. And it just really does go a long way in developing that 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 character that that self-love that the not hating yourself basically even that's just even just not hating yourself is really a start to the process because some for some people it starts at the in the middle of self-hate and self-love and then for some people it starts at like self-hatred and then for other people it starts at like they're almost a self-love but they just need that extra push and the like I said, the experience is different for every single person. So every single person is going to find different. Um, different cures to their problems. But also I say that to say this, you have to find comfort in your own skin, you know, so. Finding comfort in my own skin for me personally, and when I say comfort in your own skin, that can be comforting in comforting in your like a overall like physical facial appearance, or it could be in your body. But for me, when I say comfort in my own skin, I mean comfort in my own skin, yes, physically, but also mentally, and not thinking that everybody is judging me for everything that I do, and even if they are, girl, I don't care. Like, I don't care. That doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm not doing anything that's offending you or hurting you or affecting your life in any way shape or form so finding comfort in your own skin is i keep on saying this but it really is it's just different for every single individual because everybody's had a different past and everybody has a different future and everybody has a different present so finding comfort in your own skin can take a little while longer for me personally i'm not going to say it took me long because it didn't take me as long because personally I've always had people uplifting. I know at least my body per se. Um, and, but one thing I did get like kind of talked about about is like my voice. And I know like when I had the high top, like the 90s, the high top, 80s high top, I got talked about for having that. And when I had crooked teeth, I got talked about for having that and acne. And that's about it. But, the acting thing was pretty easy to get over because by the time I started this entire journey, I was like on CeraVe um, facial cleanser, which I highly recommend. They, they, they it does a great job, babe. CeraVe and Vaseline, that's your bestie. But if you want to know a specific kind of use, I use the Bar Soap Cleanser, and then I use like some of the, like I I'm using moisturizing cream right now, but I used to use like the lotion. But either of them work just as well. But the thing is. Yeah, it was just getting over my, the basis of what I was, basically, I'm, I don't want to say bullying, because it wasn't like real bullying, but it was like more of just like a, 
rumor or a conversation that was being had about me. Most of the time I didn't know about because I tried to be friends with everybody. I don't know why, but yeah, I tried to be friends with everybody and they would just like say this stuff to my face, but whatever, girl. That's also a story for another time. Um, comfort in your own skin can be very important. For confidence, I know, because when you have confidence, whether if you do have self-love or not, whether if you are mentally stable or not, it can go a long way by showing people that you don't care what they think or you don't necessarily consider what they have to say about you as true or even as a narrative in your own life. And then that could cause them to stop talking about you if you do care. Because personally, I know I don't. But if they do care, that can that can make all that go away or it could like lead you to a better place where you can start healing about said confidence or said self-love or self-comfort. But also, comfort in your own skin, it's more of a universal term, per se, like I said, because it could be physically, it could be mentally. So I basically had the whole entire, like, physical thing hammered down. I just needed to get over the overthinking part of it because overthinking is like a huge factor in being comfortable in your own skin because some people will think or it is true sometimes that people are talking about them even like if they're just living the regular life and they walk by somebody and then somebody starts laughing all of a sudden somebody will be like oh well they were talking about me they were doing this that and the third and you just you just have to learn that you just cannot care about what anybody has to say about you at any given moment. And it's going to take some time, but once you finally get there, I'm telling you, it feels so, so, so good. Like, for me, for instance, like, me being gay, I was like, well, people are going to talk about me. People are going to, like, there's going to be, like, homophobic people. And then you just have to realize that you really don't have to care. You don't have to care. And that's okay. And some people will be like, don't you care? Like, that's your self-image, this, and the third. Well, it doesn't matter what other people view you as. As long as you, yourself, love who you are as a person, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And that goes for, like, parents, relatives, cousins, friends, um, significant others. It goes for all of them. So you being comfortable in your own skin is the number one factor, and everybody else around you comes second. That's what I need people to realize. And then let me give y'all some good example of healing practices while we're here. So healing practices, I would say, and I know it's going to sound corny, and I know everybody already talks about this. And I know it's going to sound corny, and I know everybody already talks about this. But walking in front of TikTok audios, not walking in front of it like they're physical, but walking with TikTok audios like blasting in your ear or for whatever reason. And I, when I say walking, I don't mean like in a specific place. It could be around your house. It could be at school. It could be anywhere in your backyard. But just walking with a TikTok audio on in your headphones, on your phone, just playing in general is such a... It's such a bewil- it's such a bewilder it's such a bewildering moment. I don't even know if I use that word right. Hold on, let me let me look it up and see if I use it right. I indeed in fact did not use that word right. Okay, so anyways, so it using TikTok TikTok audios is such a 
self-reassuring. It's such a confidence booster way to make sure that you know who you are basically after Lizzo. It's so, and I feel like everybody that hasn't done it yet is judging me for saying that right now. I don't really care. You have to experience it in order to believe me. Like just playing your saved audios, like edits that you've seen on your For You page and stuff like that. It's just such a confidence booster. I don't know. You just feel like you're the character that was in the edit and then you do like the whole moves around it. I don't know. If you know, you know. I feel like most people have done it. I've seen plenty of TikToks on my For You page about it. But you have to experience that at least once. I'm telling y'all that right now. That's one way to... That's a way for healing for the confidence aspect, for the ego aspect, for the... You know, just for that aspect of life. So, on healing practices, there are... There are, well, everybody heals differently, so everybody's going to have to heal in different ways. And whether if that be, like, watching comfort movies and just bringing, like, if you're trying to heal your child, your inner child, then bringing up that childhood, um, those childhood movies that you loved or doing those childhood activities that you loved, that could be a real source of healing for you as a person. Whatever. Healing... Healing, in a sense, is what grounds you with said thing that you're trying to repair, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I feel like it, it went way better in my head than, I, than it came out of my mouth. But healing is a lot better than... Healing practices are different for everybody. Like, for instance, like I just said, if you're trying to heal your inner child, in order to do that, you need to get... You need to have self, you need to, like, I guess, have self-resilience almost. Like, have self, you need to be self-conscious is what I was trying to say. You need to be self-conscious. You need to know, like, what happened, whether if it had to do with SA or domestic violence, so on and so forth. And then you need to take it a step further and think what made me feel comfort in, in 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 a dangerous environment when I was a child, and whether if that be SpongeBob or whether if that be a, a like ramen noodles, a specific food, or whether if that be like a specific place, like maybe your closet in your room or under your bed or whatever. And I know it's gonna sound stupid trying to go revisit that stuff. Like I'm 18, why am I going to go watch SpongeBob in my free time, or why am I going to go watch SpongeBob? to reheal something that's gone now but I promise it's like kind of giving yourself that that assurance that you're that it's okay to be more vulnerable to that side and open up so you can self-assess and get through that moment of vulnerability I promise once you get through that moment it does get better as it does every every year that doesn't even make any sense as it does now even when you're older um let me give you another example if you're healing your inner like adolescent your inner like teenage dumb years your inner you know just like your inner when you were a teen and you were like making bad decisions whatever 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 or you had like an ed or you had like self-image problems or whatever 
So the best way to do that, I would say personally, like, I don't personally know that much, you know, because I still am a teen. But from what little I have collected, it's it's more of like a, you almost want to talk to your friends because I feel like inner, healing your inner child and healing your inner teen are two, like, totally different, two totally different stages in your life. And they require two different types of healing. For me personally, it might not be for everybody, but for me personally, it does require two different stages. So I would say revisit places that you like to go out with, with your friends, but revisit them alone, per se. You know, like, if you like to go to the mall and you just like to walk around with your friends, go to the mall and be your own company. Like, take yourself out on a date, call it a little self-care day, like, go buy yourself something nice. At a clothing store, go buy yourself those pair of jeans that you've been wanting for a second. And just, like, give yourself... Give yourself time, I guess, to think. Like, you could you could walk around and be like, remember when I did this, that, and the third? And then this also goes back to, like, overthinking, which I talked about. I don't know if I talked about this episode in a previous episode. But it also go back, goes back to overthinking, and it's like, giving yourself time, like... Oh, I did this here, and I thought my friends hated me, but they told me later. I told them later, and they didn't. Then they said they didn't even realize it. Like just taking your, t- just taking time, and just reassuring yourself. I feel like healing is mostly just reassurance, and reassurance does go a very, very long way, as I have learned personally the hard way. So, just make sure you're offering yourself that, and you should be good in the situation that you are in. Now, healing practices can be different for everybody. For some people, he, they heal through meditation. Or for some, like me, I occasionally run if I'm, like, really, really stressed and I just need, like, to get it, like, out of my system. I'll, like, go on a walk or I'll go on a jog or whatever. I run the block and back. Um, some people... Some people go to work. Which I know you're like, why would you, you're like already like bogged down in your mind. Why would you go to work? Some people go to work and it actually like kind of helps them debunk everything, I guess. Because some people have jobs where they don't have to talk to anybody. They can just like do their work. And I don't know. I don't know. It usually helped me actually. Because I would like be going really fast. I would just be thinking to myself and I would be thinking about other things and what happened past and what happened like recently and just i don't know just which probably why i used to work so much i used to think i was escaping the feelings but then i'd go to work and i'd be entrapped in those feelings almost i don't really know how to describe it it's like because when when the restaurant gets slow babe or when it, wherever you're working i get slow it's like you're stalking or you're doing something to prepare for the next rush but it's like very quiet for some reason i don't know it gives you time to think though it's nice I'm not saying it's not nice it's nice Another healing practice for some people is cooking. Or another one for some people is, like, self-care. Now, self-care, I've seen, like, a whole bunch of TikToks, and everybody's like, I'm healing through self-care this, then the third self-care day, taking myself out on dates. Yes, it's a good beginning. But if you don't do anything to back up the self-care days, like, if you just go on self-care dates and you're, like, thinking the whole entire time, what if such and such wants me or that guy over there is looking at me or um, 
I don't look good in this, or I can't afford this, or this, that, and the third. If you're doing all that, I feel like you're not really healing. You're just, you're just taking yourself out and spending money. A self-care day is a day where you go out and you treat yourself and you're nice to yourself. And I know this doesn't happen overnight, so I'm not saying you go from one day to hating yourself to loving yourself. But it's like, you go out, you treat yourself, you have a good time, no negativity, if you're focusing on yourself, and it's more of like a, if love, run, you don't want to run into love, but you want love to run into you. If you happen to see somebody and they approach you, then go for it. But I wouldn't say go looking for somebody because it's not more of a bachelor's type of thing. It's more of a self, self-help self kind of thing. And finding finding growth in your own skin and finding that finding that comfort level with healing also develops character development finding that inner self when you go on when you take yourself on dates and things of that matter result in character development i don't know why that was so hard for me character development the result in that which is essentially when you uh, I know it's like they say the movies and show about movies and shows all the time about how characters are evolving and stuff like that but it does happen in real life to everybody character development is a crucial time in your life or it could be not well actually yeah it is crucial no matter how old you are it's a crucial time in your life when you evolve as a person whether that be you change your ideologies or you change your diet or you change your style or you change the people you love to be around or you change even like your job path or whatever. Like if you change from wanting to be a doctor to wanting to be a teacher, I will call that character development as well because you're realizing something about yourself that you didn't know before. So character development happens differently for everybody it happens at different ages for everybody it happens in different time increments for everybody not everybody's is the same some people will literally hit them like a truck and then other people have gradual character development and then also it's like character development so wild because it also some people's character development is bad and some people's character development is good and there's not really such a thing as good and bad but like when i say good and bad i mean like some people go from being the all a student to the people who are like failing all of their classes and they drop out of school and they go hang out with the wrong crowd so on and so forth and then other people's character development go from vice versa where it's like they're doing drugs and all this other stuff and like hardcore drugs and missing classes to like being an all-a student because they unlocked that potential that everybody knew that they had they just have to realize that they had it themselves so there's all kinds of character development. I've seen I've seen it all, babe. I've literally seen it all. But it affects different it affects different people in different ways. Like for instance, I've had a lot of character development, especially in the past couple of years, just due to the fact that I've changed my style over quarantine, I know for a fact. I went from like wanting to be like the skinny jean and the thrasher t shirt and the vans having person to like just wearing whatever I want like I still wear Vans I love Vans but I just wear like whatever I want whenever I want I would I don't even know how to literally I don't know how to rate my style I don't I don't think I have a specific style I don't know what to call it like it's almost like street style but it's not really street style 
I don't know what it is, babe, but it's a style, so, and I like it, so I don't care. Um, I've also had, like, a huge personality change. Like, I used to talk, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, like, I used to talk mess about literally any and everybody for no exact reason. But, I, I've changed, I've, like, dimmed it down, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, I don't talk about, like, anybody just for any reason anymore. And a part of that is I did have to cut off a, 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 a few select amount of people that were enabling me to talk all of that mess when I literally had no room to talk because I had a high top in 2018, babe. Like, girl, please, please, Miss Nineties. Like, let's get let's get it together. Um, you are not the fresh prince of Bel fresh prince of Bel Air, but um. Character development can also be perceived as something even, like, physical, such as, I've already said changing your appearance, but, like, changing the way you come off to people. Like, for instance, whenever I ask somebody how I come off, they're always, like, you come off as, like, unapproachable and stuff like that. And I understand, but I don't understand, but I understand, but I don't understand, because I'm not really unapproachable. I'm, like, I'm, I'm a really nice person, I would like to believe. I'm a really approachable, I would also like to believe, but apparently not. Um, so, changing your approach to life can also be character development. Like, I know a lot of people go by YOLO, and that's perfectly fine, but... Also, waking up and knowing that there is something to live for every day can be a part of character development. I mean, it's different for everybody. I wish character development on everybody. I mean, I, I wish. I don't know why I'm stuttering so much. I wish character development upon everybody, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, oh my gosh, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we're all meant to develop constantly at a. I don't want to say at an alarming rate, but at a pretty quick rate. So, with that all being said, also that character development, like I said, it de it depends on when, it depends from each to each person on what time you think it's time to change. And for some, not for everybody, is it going to be different? So, when it's time, deciding when it's time for you to heal, I feel like as a person, for me personally... I decided it was time to heal when I would literally have to cry myself to sleep every night. Like, that was, I was, I was done, babe. Like, I had no tears left to cry with Ariana, Ariana Grande said because it's so, like, emotionally tiring crying every night and you don't know why you're crying. And I know not everybody's going to understand that, but, and I, I wish that, I don't even wish that for my worst enemies because it's like, it's so emotionally tiring. Like you're you're literally tearing up and like I, tears are dropping out of your eyes, and you're just and you're trying to watch TikTok at twelve o'clock at night or twelve o'clock in the morning. Like, is that too much to ask for? And this was like mid quarantine, of course, so I had literally had all the time in the world on my hands. I don't I don't really it's nothing I don't it's not really processing with me, but whatever. TikTok was TikTok. Mm, I don't understand the whole entire thing on TikTok and everybody's like, it, it takes a huge toll on your mental health. Me personally, I feel like the people who do that, who say that, are the people who like those TikToks of the girls that are like always showcasing their like skinny, skinny bodies. And go girl bosses, like I, I wish it was me, but it's not. I'm so happy for you that you've achieved your dream body though. I really hope you're happier. But 
I mean, if you don't like the content or if you know it makes you insecure, just don't like it because you know all TikTok is is just one big algorithm. So, with that being said, deciding when it's time is just more of a moral compass type of thing. Looking into, looking into your past, looking into how emotionally stable you have been looking into your intrinsic motivations and less extrinsic like those crystal people on tiktok and all that other stuff and the 15 million videos that pop pop up on your social medias every day talking about this is your sign this this that and the third like girl please shut up oh my gosh those videos are so annoying and i stopped liking them and they still pop up on my for you page they're like if you don't like this, I'm about, you all have a bad day tomorrow. Like, girl, please shut up. Like, I'm so tired of seeing those videos. Like, as a people, can we please abolish and demolish those videos? Like, they are they are an annoyance to society. But, sorry, back to what I was saying. I just really got annoyed when I thought about that. Choose what time is right for you, whether if you are 10 or whether if you're 60. You can never heal too late, but I would definitely recommend doing it before you die, and you never know when you're going to die. You could die tomorrow. You could die next year. You could die when you're 100 years old. You just never know, so it's like the sooner the better type of thing so you can leave this earth knowing that you left it like with a clear mindset almost. Dang, I ate that up. I feel like I need to touch base with the whole entire self-care thing again because... I don't think y'all really heard me when I said that because I just went over it a little bit. Self-care will only take you so far. Because self-care, I feel as though if you're not... Self-care is like a physical thing. You're taking care of your flesh. You're going to the spa. You're getting your nails done. You're getting a massage. You go to the movies. You're watching a movie. You're going... Let me see where... Oh, well, actually, the movies, that depends. I'll get get on that in a second, though. You're going on a long drive. Well, actually, that also depends. I'll talk. I'll touch on that in a second too. Um, let me see what else. What else? What else? You're getting your hair done, stuff like that. It satisfies your wants, but it doesn't really satisfy your needs per se. As in, you're a human being, so you need to satisfy those mental, those emotional needs, and. Let me just tell you right now, those emotional needs have nothing to do with you getting your nails done. As much as you want to believe they do, they do not have anything to do with getting your nails done. So, I say the movies and and long drives with music, but it depends on how you use these resources. Like, let's say, for instance, you go to the movies and you're watching, like, a really really mind-opening movie. Like, I watched this show the other day. It's called Kids. It's not. It's not. The original language is not in English. It's it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I forgot what the original language is, but I think it's German. But it's not English. Love the show. I literally binge watched it in like two sittings. But, um, it was just I I, I loved it. It had a great meaning behind it. It was like, it the meaning was kind of like let karma take its own course because then it's like if you if you mess with it then you're gonna get caught up and trapped and then karma's gonna hit you too. I feel like that's basically what the moral of the story was. But, I mean, it might be different to everybody. But for me personally, that's what it was. So, I feel as though if you're going to watch something like that, then by all means, please go watch it. Like, that's going to help you develop mentally as a person. Like, I know that movie helped me develop a lot as a person. It made me think about some things from um from things I'm dealing with, like, right now and everything like that. But 
And then the long movies with the long girl. The long drives with the mo- with the songs. Oh my gosh, the long drives with the songs. Now, if it's songs that like for instance, I have an attachment, an emotional attachment to Adventure Time songs because I binge watched literally the whole entire Adventure Time show in one summer. It was like a it was like it was a couple summers ago. But I binge watched the whole entire show. And I have, like, an emotional attachment to that show now because that was one of my, like, last summers before I started working, like, 40 hours a week in the summer. So it was the last, my one of my last, like, actual free summers where, like, my parents would go to work and after, well, all day, and I would, it would just be me and my sister, and we would, like, watch TV on the living room TV and fend for ourselves. Like, I loved doing that every single day for weeks. I don't know, and I just have an emotional attachment to that song, to that show. So now when, like, any songs, especially... Fries from Marceline and Everything Stays. Those songs have an emotional grip on me. Like, literally every time I hear those songs, I will cry. It's not that I might, I will cry. I don't care where I'm at. Like, I just have an emotional attachment to the songs because it was the way, I don't, I don't really, it was like part of my childhood leaving almost. It was like kind of a departure to part of my childhood. That's kind of depressing to say out loud, but. Yeah, it was kind of a end-all to part of my childhood, which was a major part, because, you know, summer, you do, like, a lot of the stuff that you don't get to do in the in the school years, such as stay up until 12 o'clock watching TV and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was depressing. Um, Anyways, back on a lighter note. So... Yes, self-care, I feel like if I, in order to find closure, I probably need to watch the show again, take my time, because the show itself was also pretty depressing, and it was, like, really, really deep, so I probably need to go back and watch the show again, not that I didn't really dig deep when I first watched it, because, girl, I was in that show, but going back and rewatching it will probably offer some closure for me, it'll probably offer me some some type of healing from being literally depressed every time I turn that show on or hear the music from that show. Um, That's really all I can say about that, just going back and finding closure from watching the shows and, like, detaching any of the memories that you had from the show and reattaching those memories to... Not even reattaching them anything, just letting them dissolve, basically, inside of your bank. Like, your memory, we learned it in psychology recently. Y'all know I'm, like, going to be a psychology major. But we recently learned that um, that your, I mean, I guess we already all knew this, but your long-term memory lasts forever. So just basically letting it get lost in there. Like, if you've seen Inside Out, you know the bank goes forever. And there's, like, millions of memories in there. So you can just, like, let it get lost in there somewhere, girl. One day if you need it, you'll find it. But being kind to yourself is also a major thing that I feel like not everybody tends to do. Simply because we were, I'm, I'm, let me not say we, because I hate when people say we and I'm not part of the we. Because uh, some people were not raised by parents that always, not even praised them, but gave them compliments in the first place. Like, I know for me personally, it's very weird when my parents compliment me because I didn't, I never got compliments. I still don't get compliments to this day. So you kind of have to give it to yourself, even if you weren't raised off of that. And I know it's very, very hard. I know personally, on a very personal level, that it's very, very hard to start complimenting yourself and start giving yourself that 
recognition that you do deserve because think about it there are people who couldn't make it who have not made it because they were battling such deep such deep mental states and you're you're one of the you're one of the people who have made it thus far so just give yourself a pat on the back and be nice to yourself and you have to compliment yourself whether if that's I look pretty today, or I ate that up. Even if you got a C on the test, baby, at least you passed. At least you passed, because there's some people out there with a 50, I promise. At least you passed the test. And if you, even if you failed the test, you'll do better next time. Or if you have test corrections, just do the test corrections. You'll get, you'll get a better grade on the test corrections. But also, I feel as though being kind to yourself also feels so good with being kind to other people. Because... I don't know who came up with the whole entire stereotype of being mean to people to seem like a bad B, but it's not cute, babe. It's not cute at all. Like, girls that are mean to other girls, or even guys that are mean to people in general, are just not... It's not cute. It's not friendly. Like, girl, you're not eating the plate. Give me the plate. You thought you ate. No, it's not. It's not cute. So being to your nice... Being self... Being nice to yourself and being nice to other people is such a reward and it feels so good. And it really just motivates you to basically get out of bed in the morning. Like, I know it I know it did to me. You just kind of have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, yeah, you ate, you ate. And even, even if that requires, like, playing music or romanticizing your life, which I talked about in the previous podcast, podcast episode. I think that's the free therapy one. Like, just be nice. Be nice. And then when you have those negative thoughts, you just kind of have to... Because they're going to come. Like, trust when I say they're going to come. You just kind of have to dismiss them. And and I know it's going to be hard. I really do know it's going to be hard to, like, tell yourself, like, oh, this is not true, this and the third, when you've known yourself like that your whole entire life. But it, it they do go away, I promise. I promise they go away. Just give yourself time. And... Just try to develop over time. Like, it's not going to come to you instantly. You're not going to just have all these compliments waiting for yourself. It's kind of like, uh, even if you have to just, like, stop talking altogether to yourself, then do that in order to erase most of the negative thoughts that come to your mind every time you see yourself in the mirror or every time you think about your reflection or things of that matter, you know? So healing in a toxic environment is... Healing in a toxic environment can be very hard for a lot of reasons a because duh, this is the this is the environment that you got broken in, in the first place this is the bro- this is the environment that that made you think the thoughts that you, thoughts that you did or act the way that you acted or do the things that you did so it's kind of hard to like let's say for instance it's your parents house it's kind of hard and then like you can't even move out some people who are well most people who are 18 or under 18, can't even move out. So it's more of like a forced thing and less of a want-to-be-there type of thing. And even for the people who want to be there, like, you have an emotional attachment to your parents, but they, like, damaged you or the house that you're in. Or even, like, your parents didn't even have to do it. Like, somebody else could have done something to you in that house that damaged you in some sort of way. So just trying to heal from that. So some takeaways are how to do it, I would say rebrand. If you have a bedroom or a room, period, in this house that is yours, then I would say rebrand your room. 
And because it really is your safe space. Like, please, please, please invest in your bedroom. It really does help. Like, what I did, I literally got rid of all my furniture, got all new furniture. I mean, it took me like a year or two, girl. I'm not rich, but it took me a year or two. I got a new bed. Like, I literally have new everything, like new clothes, everything. That's step one, just, like, revamping your room, like, posting memories on your wall from pictures or, like, even, like, trinkets. Like, I have tickets. Like, I have my whole entire door. It's filled up with, like, stuff from stuff I've collected over the years. Like, I run a 5K with my cousin years back. I have, like, the tag from that. I have um, a ticket from when me and my friends went to the art museum. I have, like, a CD that I randomly found in my first car. Like, that's cool. Just, like, a bunch of random stuff I have on my wall. And it all has memories to me. which And they're also in the middle of me. And every time I, like, look at the wall, I'm, like, thinking back. It's just a really fun thing to add to your room. Um, also, adding people that you love. I have, like, a Polaroid wall. Not to be that art girl from 2016, but I have a Polaroid wall. And it just, it just really, it really reminds you to, like, keep on living. Because there are people out there that really do, like, love you. You know? No, okay. Another thing I would say is meditation in this place that you've been damaged in can also help a lot, like finding your inner peace. And it's not going to take one go, it's not going to take two goes, but I'm not saying it's going to take a hundred goes. It's going to be a while though before you see any results, before you see any any healing, any self, any metacognition. And that's just simply because. I feel like you don't really understand what you're doing when you're doing it or why you're doing it until um, a brief period after you've done the thing. Like, let's say, for instance, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I don't even be remembering where I'm driving. Like, I know where I'm driving to, but I wouldn't be able to tell you about my surroundings. Like, I'm just paying attention to the road and listening to music. That's it. Like, I'm paying attention to the cars around me, of course, because I want to get in a car crash. But I wouldn't be able to tell you if there was a deer on the side of the road or not because I'm not paying attention to the deer. I'm paying attention to the cars and I'm paying attention to the road. And when I'm not paying attention to those, I'm paying attention to the music. So, yeah, it's also about, like, self-awareness and self-conscious, consciences. But those are my really, those are really the only things. That's what, the room thing is mainly what helped me. Also, healing in a toxic environment, sometimes... It's going to require you to cry it all out, babe. Sometimes you're going to have to cry it all out. And that's it's understandable. I know you don't want to cry. I know it sometimes it really is emotionally painful. But you're just going to have to do it. And it helps to get all that frustration and sometimes even anger out when you cry. And uh, I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. Because everybody's like, oh, you cry? Like, you're such a baby. Like, this, that, and the third. Like, no, everybody does it. Everybody does it. They just might not show you, but everybody does it. And it's fine. I feel like normalize crying, please. I mean, just not in public, please. And please not on the camera, on TikTok. Like, girl, unless you, unless your mammy or your father died or a cousin or a baby or your, anybody with anybody whose blood, if they died or like your bestie, bestie, but anything other than that, like, girl, I'm sorry, but if your squirrel died, why are you crying? If you ran over a squirrel, why are you crying? If you depressed over a man, why are you crying? On not not why are you crying, but why are you crying on social media is the question. I don't care if you cry, you should be crying. But like why are you crying on social media? Like what made you think what made you wake up and say, Yes, girl, let me get on my cramp let me get on my camera on TikTok 
and record me crying over this man. This man that cheated on me five times. Like, girl, please pick it. Pick it up. Get up, girl. You were on the floor, girl. Get up. But, no. So, also, another thing with healing is feel everything. Which also is tied to crying. Feel everything. And I'm not talking about physically feel everything, babe. Like, don't, no, don't, no. Feel everything in terms of all the emotions that you're feeling. So, feeling lost, feeling hurt, feeling sad, even if you're feeling happy or anything like that, feel all of the emotions, intense and not intense, and let them all hit you so that you can move through this faster. The process is going to be a lot faster. It's going to be a lot painless. I mean, the pain's going to all hit you at once, but then after that one jab is done for, like, you're done hurting. If you all just if you feel it all and i'm not gonna say like the pain's only gonna last like a hour or like a it's gonna be a second pain like the pain could last you for a week a month even but like that's better than having it come and go and come and go and come and go because you refuse to acknowledge it and you refuse to confront it so feel it all cry your heart out If you need to go on runs, go on runs to let your frustration out. If you need to, whatever whatever you do to, like, kind of just get your frustration out, as long as it's not punching a hole and through the wall or domestic violence related, then you do you. And do whatever you have to do to have that kind of self-awareness, that self, that peaceful, self-minded can y'all tell I'm making up words um yes and okay guys so I think that just about wraps it up it's been cute I will see y'all okay so I think my new upload schedule because I had planned it for this for every Thursday but I think it's gonna be every Sunday now because I already had two episodes go out on Sunday and I'm just now recording this on a Thursday so yeah we'll see how that goes um so I hope this is up on Sunday, and I don't know what next episode is on. Y'all should follow me on socials. The Twitter is self therapy instead of the one and the self. It's a well instead of the L and the self. It's a one, and I have my link tree in my Instagram bio, which is Daniel Dunn instead of the U. It's a V. No spaces or underscores or periods, and I will catch y'all later. Bye.